And indeed, for peace of mind in uncertain times, check it all out. The Captain's Company, GlobalThreatsSolutions.com. The company provides just so many uh, services. I implore you all to uh, check out that website, GlobalThreatsSolutions.com. The aforementioned Captain, uh, back from a trip on the West Coast. We appreciate it. And uh, nice enough to give us a couple here on a Monday morning. Sir, good to have you back. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it all. Let's kind of recap a little bit, Cap. Israel bombarding Gaza. The combat operations uh, did resume uh, last week following the collapse of a truce. The Israeli military said it struck a lot of tunnel shafts, command centers, weapon storage facilities, uh, overnight raids, and and everything uh, that you can imagine. Uh, But uh, all that's going on. Yesterday, they said it actually killed a Kiamas commander, Cap, responsible for the attacks. Uh, around 1,200 or so Israelis dead, scores of others abducted and everything else, uh, trying to free these hostages, about 137 still being held by Hamas, uh, and eliminate the uh, the group uh, you know, permanently. And it could take years, but all in all, they have expanded uh, operations, Captain. So the beat goes on, here we go. That's right, Jay. Yeah, so there's a lot to report on since we last spoke. They... Uh... As you know, the ceasefire in Gaza has come to an end this last Friday, and Israel's resumed its ground offensive. And even the White House, specifically National Security Advisor John Kirby, has blamed Hamas for this happening, stating that they uh, they have additional women and children that they're refusing to put on the list of those to be released. Now Israel has continued its ground offensive very aggressively, as you just mentioned. They did kill a key Hamas commander. Yeah. And they've not only um, notified people in northern Gaza to that they should flee the area, they've also told uh, put out calls for evacuations in southern Gaza as well now as they continue with the ground offensive. Also, I'm sure you've been following in the news, uh, U.S. Navy ships shot down drones, fired at various commercial vessels in the Red Sea on Sunday. And this is continued attacks by these uh, Yemen's Houthi rebels which we know that they have actually claimed responsibility for targeting two Israeli ships, but there was more. There was other countries' uh, ships that had affiliated, uh, other countries affiliated with the ships that were targeted, and, of course, the U.S. Navy responded and shot down this drone. But it's key to note, the Houthi rebels are controlled completely by Iran, and that's why they're launching these continued attacks there, and there's constant calls for the U.S. having not done enough. And, uh, you know, there's a history here, Jay, as far as this Yemen conflict goes. This is something that's been going on since 2014, and like so many other conflicts uh, internally in the in the Middle East, it's because these, these Shiite rebels, that mainly the Houthi insurgents, have been fighting with the government there that is Sunni. And Saudi Arabia, since 2015, had had a uh, group of countries that were trying to, they were using airstrikes and they were supporting the government there because they don't want these Shiite rebels to take control. Now, that has, that conflict has really slowed down in 2023, except for what we're seeing now, which is these Houthi rebels that are attacking ships in the Red Sea. But the key takeaway from this is we know that this is Iran that are ordering these, yet we are not, we are not yep, responding aggressively, Jack. Yep. And we're doing nothing about 100%. it. I mean, we're, they're backing it. Very we, limited. We know they're the center of it, Captain. Go ahead. 
Yeah. Yeah, I was just yeah, they're backing it all right. Limited and, uh, yeah. And that's the thing. Um, you know, over the weekend, United States uh, fought back, killing uh, five there over uh, as far as uh, these proxy fighters concerned. All that happened in the Red Sea. And we know that uh, that Iran is uh, is behind it all. And, uh, you know, listen, you can make the case we have been very weak as far as the uh, response uh, is concerned. I'm just curious, why do you think we're acting this way? Is it because we just are not aggressive with what's going on in this administration? Is that the overall feel? I mean, you try and put your finger on this stuff. Uh, as far as we know where it's coming from, yet very little response as far as the United States is concerned. Well, I would say two things. One of them is we're leading, as we know, into a presidential election, and President Biden does not want this conflict to escalate. He's trying to contain it as much as possible, <clears throat> which is a mistake when our troops have been attacked, targeted 75 times, over 75 times. Um, and also, I think he gets a lot of pressure from people on the left in Congress pressuring him, and they, they don't want to seem to take sides with Israel, which is really the only side to take. Common sense would dictate that, but that that's the pressure that I think he's receiving right now, but I think it's going to backfire. I think that he's being seen as weak now, and that's going to hurt him in the presidential election. And, you know, Jay, another thing I just wanted to bring up is this constant reporting by media um, in, in the U.S. and other countries, too, of the, of the deaths in Gaza, because this is a big contributor to why we have so much resistance against Israel and so much support for not, not just the people of Gaza, but Hamas itself. They keep talking about these, these death tolls that are happening in Gaza. It's supposed to be over 15,200 people right now. But we, these numbers, the only source we are getting this information from is the Hamas Health Ministry. Why are we... Why are we printing? Why are we providing the world with the information that's being given by the Hamas health ministry? I mean, this is like receiving information from Al-Qaeda. We shouldn't be, they're a terror group. We should not be in any way giving any validity to the numbers that they say. Plus, there's another part of these statistics that's really, if you look at it, it's, it's shocking, is that they say 15,200 people have been killed, two-thirds of them women and children. But so far, they have not reported that one Hamas fighter has been killed. They don't mention Hamas being killed or targeted at all. We haven't killed one. We haven't killed one Hamas fighter. Israel has not killed one Hamas fighter since the beginning of this conflict. They won't report that. They're, according to the Hamas Health Ministry, all of these casualties are innocent civilians. And we simply know that's not true. Uh, we know it's not true. And plus, yes, are there civilian casualties? Of course there are. But it's because they're, like you said, now they just discovered another school. What was under that school? A tunnel. What was in that tunnel? Weapons. This is their strategy to use hospitals and schools and people's homes to hide Hamas, uh, you know, Hamas fighters and equipment and assets. So, of course, there's going to be civilian casualties. Israel cannot just sit there with their hands tied and not strike these sites because of they hide behind civilians. And they do take great strides to try and... Yeah you know, reduce the number of civilians killed, but of course that's going to happen. But no one's calling out the fact that this health ministry is not reporting any Hamas fighters being killed, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Cap, 
Very troubling here. The 74, give it, take, Iranian directed attacks against our forces in Iraq and Syria. And you have to go back, uh, folks, since what? October 17th, Captain. And we know dozens of our service members have been injured. One contractor is actually dead. Now, listen, Joe Biden has deployed the two carrier strike groups to the region, Mediterranean. Uh, well, it was supposed to be kind of a show of force to deter this uh, escalation. I, I just don't get the feeling that Iran has been messaged yet, okay? Um, I look at Joe Biden and his closest allies uh, allowing, uh, for one, Cap, the uh, U.N. missile embargo on Iran to expire. A lot of people don't know that. Opting against uh, triggering the snapback of these sanctions on Tehran. And you wonder why. Uh, the only thing I could figure out is uh, is uh, is out of fear Iran would escalate in response here. I, I just don't understand the way the United States is thinking here. I really don't. I had a big argument on this Friday on the program. But all in all, sheer weakness here. You know, Biden issued a sanctions waiver uh, a week later. That gave Iran access to $10 billion previously held in Iraq. And by the way, that is in addition to the $6 billion, that ransom payment that still awaits Iran in Qatar, and the $30 billion oil revenue that Joe Biden provides through non-reinforcement of sanctions. Sanctions is so key here, Captain Bombay's, but we don't execute them properly, do we? No. Uh, we've talked about this so many times. We have the uh, the mother of all sanctions launched against Russia. The, the greatest sanctions, most powerful sanctions in the history of the world, we were told. And Russia, I, listen, you know how I feel about the Russians and the Ukrainians. We need to support Ukraine. I'm definitely not a fan of Vladimir Putin. However, they never directly attacked America. Iran is, every day, almost. They're attacking us, and we will not launch these sanctions. It should be the very same. And it sh- we shouldn't even waited for this conflict, Jay. Iran is our enemy. When are we going to realize it's been our enemy? Since the Iranian hostage crisis, they've been our enemy. Why are we not lo- using every tool that we have to counter them? It's ridiculous. And another thing we, we missed when we were talking about the Houthi rebels is that President Trump designated the Houthi rebels as a terror group. And President Biden, as soon as he entered office, removed them. Why? Why would he have done that? And what are they doing now? Launching terror attacks in the Red Sea. You know, this administration has demonstrated such weakness we could go way beyond this conflict i mean we could say we could discuss russia invading ukraine we could go all the way back obviously to the withdrawal from afghanistan and now the taliban controlling that country obviously there's groups right there planning bad things for america we could talk about china and their aggression against taiwan we could talk about and us by the way spying in america we could talk about so many things and it all stems from weakness. That's the problem we're facing right now, Jack. Uh, it's, it's a complete failure, the strategy here. And unfortunately, Cab, I get the feeling that more American and allied deaths uh, will come. Uh, and, uh, you know, listen, until